out and about for Nutrien and um, I suppose it's, it could lie a little bit. Pete Judd joins me firstly. Yeah. Pete, welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Yep. I could lie about the, te- the weather. It is actually a nice enough day, but we are in the middle of winter here in um, the Golden Valley, actually. Yeah. But Victoria, it's pretty trying times. It is. Sunny Katanga. Actually, we had a, quite a you know, blue skies today, but uh, still cold. No How far out of Shep? We're about half an hour. So, you know, 60 k's. Yep. Of yeah. course, Ben Stud, yeah. um, Ben Stud expanded. Um, now it's got Ben Stud New South Wales, and we we will yeah. touch on that in a, for a, in a minute. Mm-hmm. But um, family-owned business. How long how long ago was this Linrose? How long have you guys been here? Um, we came here in um, 2007, August of 2007. So, well, we are coming up 16 years. Yep. So. Um, I had I had a, um, a a local hotel in town. I'd had hotels for about thirty years, but I was in in town, and I had um, acreage out the road, which I sort of yep. had half a dozen mares, and I used to just do me little thing and uh, take a few to the Osco sales back in those days. Yep. Um, and then when uh, I sort of sold the pub, and I sort of semi-retired, and I thought I oh, will just play around with half a dozen mares, and I'll be quite happy. Become pretty boring anyway. Um, <laughs> then all of a sudden. Um, uh, this place, because we used to deal a bit with uh, yep. Graham and Lynn, you know, spent a bit of time here, used their stallions and so forth. Um, and then all of a sudden, when this place came up for sale, I thought, I said to Craig, we should buy that joint, do something with it. Then I thought, no, nah, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get into it, in, that involved. And then he sort of came back to me later on. And he said, we really should. And I said, well, if we are going to do it, we're going to do it properly, you know, pull all the fences out, re- re-fence the whole place, make it equine-proof. Everyone thought we were stupid. You know, we spent a lot of money on the fencing, as you've seen it around. Yep. Um, I went over and saw an old mate of mine who runs a uh, an adjustment place over at, right opposite the uh, Benalla Racecourse, and uh, and uh, he just sort of said to me, "Well, if you're going to do it, I'll show you what to do." Now, this is what I did when I first got here. This is what I did over uh, ten years ago. This is what I'm doing now, and this is what works. So we were lucky enough that we sort of got his expertise to actually show us what we should do. So everything's sort of centred around, uh, well, we mesh the whole place on the exterior, so if anything gets out, can't get out. Get out. And everything else is in either in laneways or tree lines. Yep. So, and that's the way we've operated. Um, and it sort of went from strength to strength. We sort of probably kicked off with a few people coming here going, oh, this is a good setup. Why haven't I got my horses here? So it it's virtually grew over from a period of time. Look, be fair to say, probably the number one overhaul you did was the irrigation. Um, and to yeah. streamline that? Oh, absolutely, because the, this, the irrigation system here was then back in the 50s. Yep, and which uh, all the farms were. It's not all I think it's Lynn were. and Graham, it was the way yep. they all were. That was the way, and they just sort of did it that way. Um, we sort of changed the directions of, you know, the way paddocks ran, from either from, you know, east and west back to north and south and so forth, which was more convenient to water. Um, Why is that? Well, what you do with your big bays, you know, like they used to have sort of bays probably about... You know, maybe 10 metres wide. When we come in with the excavators, we could have a big bays about 40 metres wide. So we just get a bigger head of water in, in your delvers. Instead of having the little delver, you had one up about yep. high. So fill it up, it'll water just as quick, if not quicker, but you're cabin three or, three or four times the distance, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so it really works, really works. And uh, yeah, I'm very happy with the whole system. Anyone wondering though, and um, there'll be some people that you know, may, may have been here back mm. in the days, uh, when it was, 
you didn't bulldoze the whole place. One, you guys are in the, the, um, the original, or not the original homestead, because I think that's Mark and Trace's place, is it? Yeah, the original homestead over there. Um, we, we extended it, yep. um, you know, to cater for a bigger family because yep. it was just cramming lid, of course. Um, and their family had grown up, so... But anyway, we extended it, um, added an extra probably 10 squares to the, the back of the place, maybe a few more. Um, and then this here we are here was uh, Jet Lug's standing uh, yard. So, yeah. you know, there's a big hay shed out the front of it. So we pulled all that down and built this and, no, it works well. But the stables over there. But you still got the old stables and Cop the old yards that people will old, remember when yeah, they come through the place. One set of old stables and, and the old yards, which we're about to pull down and, and uh, redo. Um, and then we built all these 42-odd boxes over the back here as well. So yeah. And I can still make out, I, I could be wrong, but I reckon where the wash bay is is where Vintner used to be. I reckon that was nearly where yeah, well the that stallion barn area was there that for That was him. the stallion barn there. There yeah. used to be two boxes there. And yep. uh, um, he probably had... Um, had some great stallions. Pacific fella, might, might be at that time, and Vintner. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, he had some great stallions. Actually, he did a very good job around board. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was good. Tools, so yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, and he was very helpful to me over the years too, you know. I think great asset to the yeah. industry. Yeah. Um, it's a family business. I said there before yep. about Mark and Trace and Craig. Um, now Beck, but lots of lots of kids. <laughs> you said, you know, let's take it on. Hmm. When you say you take it on, and going to do it properly. Was this to the extent that you were hoping to do it? Um, yes, it probably was. Did I think it was going to cost that much? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, but it's all worked out well. So really happy with it. And we're very fortunate. The fact we've got the families as passionate about the. The industry is what we are. Yep. Um, got Craig. Uh, Craig's up in New, New South Wales. Him and Beck. They're running the place up there, and that's going exceptionally well. Here, unfortunately, I've got uh, Tracy and Mark. Um, Mark's an exceptional horseman. Tracy does all the books and everything else like that. And uh, I sort of bask in the sunshine in the background. You know. You're yourself and Jude. I'll say because I did ask you there yep. before. Seventy-six years yep. old. Uh, young, should have said. Um, you still have the great, the same passion for it. Like oh. uh, when you walk out of the pub and came here, you're still happy with everything. That's oh, going? absolutely. You know, and I get one of the biggest thrills out of horses that we breed, and we have our own particular method of, of, of we breed them. You know, which I, I sort of do myself, which I've a lot of pride in. Love to see those horses, whether we own them or sell them, to go on and become bigger and better things. You yep. know, I mean, even at the moment with um, uh, Catch a Wave, yeah, what a big buzz that is. You know, yep. to see where he's he's going. You know. Um, so that's a great three. And anyway, I'm, I'm quite happy to go up and, you know, we sponsor uh, Cobram and most of the tracks, Shepparton and Maryborough and Melbourne. But I'm quite happy to pop up to Cobram and, you know, just watch a, an ordinary race go around, especially if there was a horse that might have come off this place. Are your harness tragic? Like, do you, do you have oh, yeah. Sky Channel going all the time? All the time. That's about all we watch. We watch virtually the footy when it's on and the trots. And and on a Friday night, we're flicking backwards and forwards. Get, the, get the sore thumb. Exactly. <laughs> Where'd the love come That's from? Where'd the love come from for harnesses? Well, right back when I was a kid, um, my father was a great friend of um, a bloke by the name of Chris Howe. Yep. And Chris Howe in the old days was doing the trotting, you know, I think he bought out one of the first trotters ever in banknote. You yep. know, that come way back when. Um, and I probably used to spend a lot of time over there. And Chris was a, uh, a great exponent of the stud book, you know, and... He'd always, and I'd go through the stud book with him and just things, this, that sort of thing. I suppose that's where my interests were sort of first. It's an addictive in. thing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And now, of course, with, you know, you've got the TCO power or you've just got the computer, you can look up anything anywhere. Yeah. You know? So that was it. And then when I first got into pubs, I always raced a horse. You know, I had, um, um, 
the first one that I had when I was down in Mornington was a horse called Sun Vision, which won three or four races, and eventually when uh, we sold it, um, and I had it with Ron, Ron Cakebread, you know, yeah. and, and Jeff Cakebread, great family, and um, I think after that, John Anderson and Co. They finished that. when we sold it. They actually bought it, so they went on and had some fun with it too. And then we bought a horse called uh, Lord Abbey at the sales, um, and he, I think, you know, he might have finished that went about sixty, seventy thousand in the late eighties. So I mean, he was a good horse. Yeah. You know? um, one of those horses. That was horses. Um, the Cape Bread Boys race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had Elmore Feller and a few of those horses. Yeah, they had a great time. team at the time. Yeah, didn't my they? word, yeah. they did. They did. So you know, so I was always sort of tickling around with something. Yep. But my great passion was always, I actually wanted to breed the yep. winner, you know. And adversely, um, when I was here and, and had the acreage just up the road before we come here, um, I used to breed half a dozen, you know, they were pretty ordinary sort of lot. I remember going to Graham Ward one day, listen, I've got to find a, I, I want to look around for a mare. And he, he came back and he said, look, I, I've heard of one. I think they're people that was named Majors from over at Gagari that way, yep. Kahuna. Um, and they owned Keystone Scotch. Anyway, this horse was called Dory's Daughter, and actually there was a, a horse called Dory's Son, obviously yep. both by Keystone Scotch, uh, and Dory's Son was the, the full brother to, to Dory's Daughter. Dory's Daughter had a lot of speed, but for whatever reason, never ever got to the races, you know. So I bought her 500 bucks and played around with her, and of course they had Vintner here, yep. so first thing, without planning anything, to go to Vintner, <laughs> and we got the Mayor Benelise. Yeah. And uh, Ben Elise had uh, 14 starts. Boy, uh, Boyo trained eight wins. Uh, did Boyo train it, Ben Elise? Uh, yes, he did. Yeah. Yep. And uh, a great success with uh, with Stephen. And uh, and then, of course, then I got into the breeding side and then we started with that. You know, and out of her, we sort of bred... Um, who did we breed? Um, Major Dance, Soho, Valencia. Yeah. That's uh, where it all... Yeah. It that's all where it all, all, all started, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and she finished up like she was a great broodmare, great broodmare. I've asked you this question before, like we are, as I said, this was yeah. Rose, and was predominantly known really yeah. as a stay-in station, yeah. um, especially towards the end. It was mainly stay-ins here uh, with with wards um, yep. and what they did. Was there the idea of staying stay-ins, or was that was never on never. your and Craig's radar initially? No, nah, never on our mind at all. And um, and I think that you know, uh, barring the fact that you know. Um, I was passionate about the breeding side of thing. Our, our knowledge of everything wasn't as, as as good as probably what it should be. And then the last thing we need to do was be trying to kid ourselves that we we're going to handle stallions and everything at the same yeah. time. A lot of people thought that um, when we decided to turn around virtually just sort of say it was just semen-based, uh, that it wouldn't work. But, um, yeah, it's, it proved to be a great success. You know. Why does it work? Well, I just think the fact that um, these days with, with AI, I mean, you can go to any stallion anywhere, in, in virtually in the world, you know. Yep. Um, so why have a stallion? And uh, one of the biggest problems with having a stallion, uh, um, unless you're in the higher echelon or you're, you're a Woodlands or a, you yep. know, or a Yabby Dam or, a, or an Alabar, um, you're, you're probably you're not getting the, 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 the top horses, you know. And if you want to breed commercially or sell commercially, that's where you got to be. You got to yeah, be in the, the top, top range. range. Yeah. So uh, that was sort of our, our um, initially, and you know, and I think we had a, when we first started here with a few left over from Graham's place and my six. I think we had twenty-two mares here. We've now probably got you know, one hundred and twenty. Is that counting yourself, us? No, there's probably another <laughs> ninety up there. <laughs> 
So it's a big operation now. It, it, it is. And, and the one thing I, I love about it, and I think Harness Racing gets sold as a family business, it, it is a family business. You, you oh, guys, right. uh, you must love it. I, I, I will say I do enjoy coming here and doing videos yeah. and stuff. Uh, it is free stud season because Judy feeds you yeah, so, exactly. so well. But all hey, the grandkids, is, it's, it's from top to bottom, isn't it? Exactly. And you're a bit stiff today because uh, we all had the, star, the staff here today because the farriers were here, Steak Sandwich Day, so... Now we're very lucky because, um, as I say, Mark and Trace doing a great job. Their kids are always, if there's something to be done, they get out and do it. And one of the, the daughters, uh, Abby, she used to, even the stud said she'd follow the vet around. Like she, she is, she's very gifted. You know, she she doesn't miss much. So yep. she's all over it. Craig up there, obviously, we, we had Eilish here at one stage, but she's now living up in Cairns with a partner. Um, and uh, Craig's got his youngest daughter permanently on the farm. You know, and we're lucky here too because we've got Teddy Baker now. The Bakers from this area have had horses since God only knows when. You know, so he's a, he's a, he's a great young fellow. And Teddy probably 50, 50-ish. Another young girl that comes here, um, Haley. They're out there now jogging the horses. You know, yeah, yeah they love it. Yeah, they've got so a couple ready for me to go out there. Yeah, we'll do something couple, in a they've minute, got a so couple out there. If you'd ever ride around, it <laughs> wasn't something I planned. But that's okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. we'll get around that. Um, a lot of people, some of the, the issues, I suppose, with the industry, sometimes people aren't that keen to push their kids into this industry. You've had no hesitations? No, none at all. I've never had to push them anywhere. They've just wanted to do it because yeah. they just love it. As, you know, it is. It, you know, like a bloke said to me many, many years ago, you realise that, you know, horses are a disease. Yeah. And like it's true, it is. <laughs> I mean, once it's in your system, it's in your system. You know, you yeah. can't get out of it. I mean... I don't sort of do too much of the heavy working around here now. The kids and that all do do that, and Teddy and so forth. But uh, I love to get on the bike. I love to go around, just sit in the paddock with the wieners and you know, and just ride around with the horses. I, I get a great buzz out of that. You know, it's it's, it, it, it's it, interesting. I did mm. one with Brett Coffee last week. Yeah, and that's one of the things when they can't find him, they just got to go out to a paddock and find him. We'd be find sitting under a tree with is. the, the horses talking to him because it's so relaxing. You know, you're not thinking of anything else. You're just standing there. And you're looking at the horses, and most of the, the wieners here, if I go and park in the middle of the paddock, they'll surround me. Yeah. So I can just sit there and just walk amongst them and, uh, yeah, oh, that's that one. You know, that's that one. And, you know, uh, it's good. Uh, what do you think about? I know it's going to be a strange question, but what, what do you think about when you're out there with them? Absolutely nothing other than the horses. You're just sort of looking at them and, you know, sort of saying, you know, I'm quite often going, well, you know, God, that's a nice-looking horse. Who's that? Yeah. You know, and... Yeah. So you might not even know who they are. No, just... no. Well, I've got to get a little bit closer to foot read the tag. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the tag from there. I've got to get a bit closer. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, I don't know if there's something about it. You know, it just calms you. Last three or four years, I've really got to know you guys, um, yep. you know, through, through the yearling sales uh, and the like. You sit out there in the paddock with the weanlings. Mm. Do, do you look forward to that stage where they get sold and moved on, or is that... Do you know what I mean? Like, do you fall in love with them too much or you no, understand it? No, 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 no. It's sort of, look at it, you know, much as the, the passion that I really enjoy amongst them, but you like to see them, you know, that there's the next stage and they've yeah. got to take it. You know, it's, it's like anything. You know, you just can't sit back in, out in the paddock and say, I'm going to stay here forever. So, you know, and, and I look to watch to see their attitudes when they come in, especially the ones that are going through the, the yearly prep. Yeah. You know, because I think that they're totally different. You know, you can be, they can be stand out in the paddock and you'd be looking at them and you can think, how oh, good's this thing? And then all of a sudden you put them into the boxes and you start the yearly preparation. And you go, you got a shitty attitude, you know, like, you know, 
when you I'm sitting out there on the bike, you want to be all over me. Now you're in the box, you don't want to come anywhere near me. You know, yeah. like, yeah, and, and you always want the horse that's willing. That's the way I've always looked at them. You know, you want that horse that, as you walk into the box, it wants to talk to you when you're doing the yearling prep. It wants to be there. Do you enjoy seeing the progression? Oh, yeah. Out very, the paddock very to, much to so. the time they walk into the yeah, sale ring? and then get at the sale ring and see how they go. And I love, love the, the sale prospect of watching the... The grandkids, all the grandkids come to the sales. Yeah, and they walk and, and they're walking them and taking them through. And yeah, that was good, you know. And if they happen to sell a, a, a well-priced one, well, the big buzz that they get out of it as well, you know. Do you enjoy sale day? And and I know you're going to probably answer it yes, but the, the whole build-up um, and the way this farm, I suppose, is uh, yeah. geared is around pretty much the sales the and the sales. results. Yeah. The results you get. Do you, do you enjoy it? I love it. I love it. I, you know, I love to get there a couple of days before. I have to walk around the other horses and, and see what's available. You know, I bought a couple of um, fillies, you know, from good families that I've liked at certain sales. You know, I think it's a great thing. You know, I think you walk amongst them. You know, you there know is what, something about like I yeah, it's something that catches your eye. You know, people sort of said to me, you know, what are you looking for? I said, oh, I don't think I'm actually looking for something. I think I'm looking for something that that shouldn't be there. You know. More so than looking for something that is there. Yeah, you know, that might make sense, but no, no, mm. no, it does. I think mm. it's it's like a lot of people go to the sales for different mm. different reasons. I'd imagine you guys wouldn't go to the sales all the time to buy horses, but do you, do you find yourself days. seeing one and say you know say listen, we might buy that one because mm. I like it. Then you go back and read the catalogue or something. Do you see yourself doing that? No, no. Um, if I was sort of in the mood to say I was going to say right, well, you know, I've looked at the catalogue and I reckon there's a few nice horses. I would then go and do all my um, uh, pedigree matching and everything else like that, convince myself that that is the horse that we should buy, yep. and then go and look at the horse, you know. And um, pro I might probably put my I might pull out a dozen that uh, I think that you know uh, pedigree wise that uh, that's the ones that we should be looking at in, in a price range that we can afford. Yep. Um, and then go in, uh, after I've done that, then go there and you might go, oh, no, not that one, not that one, not that one, you know. And it was through that process that we we bought Bamako Marley, you know. Um, that one. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, now she's got uh, two of her foals now to the, the races. She went on to won 250, 260,000. Like, she was a really, really good mare. Did most of it in New South Wales. Uh, first foal out of her now is down by the seaside, and it's a thing called Sunday Arta. And I think it's going to be an exceptional horse. I think it's going to be up there somewhere. Yep. At this stage, it's only two old at the minute, isn't it? Three, three, is three it? now. Three yeah, now. We yeah. didn't race it for the first twelve months because uh, when we broke it in, she was just a little bit sore, and we couldn't couldn't quite work it out. And, um, and anyway, when it went down to the clinic, they they just dropped it as like a cyst, but it was actually like a hole in the bone above the fetlock. So yep. that sort of had to be screwed, Heel. and then to, for it to heal, to keep everything together. And then she virtually had that 12 months or more out before we had to start the process again. But, but she seems to be going all right at the moment. Back to, to buying them, how good mm. are you at sticking to your budget? If you say, look, you say the budget's 20000 when it gets to twenty, do you, do you say, well, that's it? I'm, out, not, or? I'm not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially if I really, really like the horse. But we haven't bought that many, but we've bought a few over the years that have been, you know. I think it's a great result, because yeah. that's what does happen at the sales. That's, oh. what, that's what's meant to happen. That's what an auction's about, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, yeah, exactly. You know, and if, if that's the horse you want, well, then, you know, you don't want to be the bloke that's walking around watching it win yeah. and saying, I should have bought it, you know. We actually looked at one, uh, I think it was out of... The Archduchess, um, a couple of years ago, um, 
Benny Setri had it at the sales. Yep. And uh, it was funny because uh, Craig walked past the horse and I hadn't done any anything on it, but Craig walked past the horse and turned around and he said, did you go and have a look at that thing over there? And I said, yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't been over there. He said, go and have a look at that one of Benny Setri's and come back and tell me what you think. So anyway, I went and had a look and then I came back and he said, what do you think? I said, it looks like the Marco Marley. And he said, exactly. <laughs> it's a clone to it, you know. So... Um, we sort of bid for a while, but anyway, as it turns out, um, Alf Spina actually, yeah. you know, I think he was in it for a while, you know, I think he might have been in partnership with the mayor, I'm not too sure, yep. and they actually bought it, and it won um, uh, Bathurst this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of the so, horse's name. Yeah, either, I can't think of the horse's <laughs> name, but you know, um, I did a chat with Alf, and uh, yeah. yeah, Ricky Alton trains it, and yeah. he's a ripping horse. Yeah, yeah. A ripping horse, you know, so, um, yeah, so um, that, that was the last one I'd actually looked at. Yeah. Um, Two years ago at uh, Nutrien, you guys had the sale topper. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was two years ago in Melbourne because it was the uh, mm -hmm. sale. Um, that must have been a great buzz. Great. There was a lot of build-up. Um, Absolutely. And it must have been a great yeah, buzz. It was. It was a magnificent animal. Yeah. And uh, the first file out of Golden Goddess. Yep. And uh, still really haven't seen it. I mean, it went over to um, Mark Purden bought it. Unfortunately, yeah. it keeps getting sick. And, yeah, yeah, it just keeps getting crook. And I was talking to Mark at the... Um, um, in the Queensland, in the, um, on the sales. Queensland side of the sales. And, yeah, you know, she's back now, he's back now, and uh, they're really working well. What, what do they call it? Um, Beckham. Beckham, that's it. And um, he, he was going to say, no, no, don't worry about it, it's going to be blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. But haven't seen it since, so it must be just one of those, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it was a great thrill. <laughs> but what I was going to say was, then last year um, yeah. at Melbourne, you didn't have an even year. You had an above average year, if you like, but yeah. it was predominantly even. You didn't top the sale. I think um, Shannon Nixon actually topped the sale oh, in, in, in Melbourne, but you still had a great sale. We had a great hot sale. Shannon topped that one, I think, which was great for the industry. got something like 270 grand or something yeah. like that. And it was a really, really nice colt. And obviously um, the, the dam's gone on and uh, I've sold her recently yep, for about 300,000. So, yep. I mean, that's, that's, that's a bit of a boost for the industry. I don't know who bought it. Somebody's an American. I don't yes, know if that's right. Yep. Um, I know the name of the farms, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, so, um, but we did well. I mean, we had the first, um, what did we sell? We had the, the uh, sold a colt, first colt out of a Marco Marley. He went for 170 grand. Yeah, you had about three or four around that. Yeah, we, yeah. Went, so we sold one for 170, 160, 150, 190. And then the rest sort of made virtually what they were worth, you know, down to 30 grand. So know. when, when you, you think back about it 17 years ago when yourself and Craig took over, you know, like I said, you, one year you got a real yes. good sale, and you still had a good sale afterwards as yes. well. But even last year, the consistency, uh, does that make you proud? Like that, oh, that consistent line of been having, you know, yeah. more than one horse for people to look at? Yeah. No, 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 really, really, yeah, it does. Because I think that's had a lot to do with the fact that, you know, we've just kept trying to upgrade our mares all the time. And I remember one of my greatest thrills was um, back at the Osco sale when I think I sold my first horse um, for 20 grand. Yep. Oh, I thought I was playing <laughs> King Dick. I really thought I was somebody special. You know, I mean, that was a big thrill. So we've come a fair way since then. Do you miss those times? Oh, I think everything's progression. You just, yeah. just keep moving along, move with the times, everything changes. Yeah. You know, can't live in the past. No. You know, that's one of the big problems we've got at the minute. No, we've that's got to right. keep going you know, well, What happened yesterday is <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. yeah, worry about what happens tomorrow. Yeah, and was my, that first horse my, my age more important to be? You know. Was the first horse you sold any good? Yeah, yeah, it went on and um, I think I'm trying to think of the, of the name of it. Yeah, I think it won about 80, 80, 100 grand or something like that. 
That's the one won that first race, you get that, that yeah. kick. Like, yeah, that's something you can't explain to people either. Yeah, to go and see it. Yeah, so anyway, no, they've finished up a good little horse. I think uh, Rita might have had it, I think. Um, next year's sales, um, they'll come around very, very quickly. Mm. I imagine you guys got a, another big draft. Um, how far out do you plan for those? Oh, pretty much planning now. You know, we'll wait till the uh, the catalogue comes out in relation to what the alphabets are going to be in relation to where we place them, whether it be Melbourne, Sydney, Sydney. Or, me, Melbourne or Sydney, um, or Sydney coming down to you, or vice versa. Give yourself the best chance, you know. And, and the only probably part is you don't really want to be in the first twenty, and you don't want to be in the last twenty. You yeah. know, barring anywhere else in the middle, uh, or anywhere else in that catalogue, is fine. Yep. I mean, we had uh, four sales we attended yeah, last year. You're the only ones um, that did. Yeah, and. Um, we went to uh, Queensland. Queensland was tough. We didn't really have the right horses in Queensland. I mean, the ones that sold well in Queensland were the Queensland bred horses. Yep. We only when you had. So, do you learn from that? Certainly do. We only had two: one for a client, one for us, and they both sold pretty well. You know, 30, 40 grand, or fifty grand. I think the uh, uh, client's horse was, and the others struggled. Um, went to, like uh, went to Sydney. We had a, like Sydney sales a. A complex sale, but we had a good sale, you know, like a, yep. a very good sale. And um, then we went to uh, Sydney, Queensland, then back Bathurst. I yep. went to Bathurst, um, and we did pretty well there. I mean, for what they were, I mean, we got the sale top of there, and yep. it was twenty eight grand, you know. But I mean, that was the sale, you know. And, and it's a great sale. It's one of those sales we can't undersell. I, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. I mean, there's some nice horses go through that sale. Yep. And then we went to Melbourne. Well, we had an excellent sale in Melbourne. So, yeah. yeah, we can't complain about last year at all, you know. So how far out do you plan? Like you say you're planning now, but do you plan, um, are you thinking about these horses, these ones now when they're weaners, as to where you might send them? And you, and you like when you're in Sydney, you say, well, that horse may not handle being in this environment no, up here. It's more, of, it's more about just the, uh, yeah, where will it be? Well, With the letters. and where, Where's it starting? You know, that's more so. Um, you know, and also too, of course, if you've got a, um, uh, say in Craig's perspective, he's got a couple of say um, wieners up there that were late, yeah, uh, followers. So you might well, we would bring them back here, uh, give them that extra month and a bit. That's one of the, the great things, I suppose. Is that, you know, a lot of people criticise Melbourne because it is so late, but it mm. does give you that opportunity oh, yeah. to, to grow those slower maturing horses, exactly. grow them out that bit better. Yeah, my word, my word, and you know, like. Yeah, everything sort of progressed pretty well over the years. I mean, you know, when we went into New South Wales, everyone... And that was something that just came out of the blue, you know. Um, uh, Peter Chambers had yeah. that property up there and uh, he rang me out of the blue and sort of said, would you be interested in leasing it, you know? And we sort of hummed an art and then thought, well, we'll go and have a look at it. Well, it was a magnificent property, you know. He'd Craig didn't take a lot of convincing to go up there, did he? <sighs> no, it, it, you know, it, uh, he's gone, hang on, we should, we should give this a go. And... Uh, and the setup there, I mean, he spent millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. I think at one stage, I mean, just on the the, um, the barn complex, it cost about one point four million when he yep. put it there. So, anyway, we had it for um, about three years. We had, well, we had a three year lease, and um, Peter was always saying, "Well, when I decide to get, I, I am going to sell it. What if I can sell it?" And I, said, and I kept saying, "Well, we got a three year lease. You know, we're we're going to the end." Yep. So uh, we had a few discussions on that, but he was. Said, yeah, 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 a man of my word, that's what we said we'd do, that's what we will do. So um, we'd already established at that stage that there was definitely a, a, you know, a market or a, a market, and uh, there was a position in New South Wales. So uh, then we went and bought one, uh, a property, a beautiful property just out of uh, Crookwell, about yeah. five k's out of Crookwell. You'd have been there. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. It's, it's and, sensational. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful place. And, uh, 
And Craig and Beck are doing a fantastic job up there, along with young Morgan. Morgan's working yep. there full time. So, yeah, no, it's it's going good. And I think there is a good place, like New South Wales. Queensland is going pretty well at the moment, going gangbusters with their breeding and so forth. New South Wales aren't too far away, maybe. We, we might do breed more, maybe Queensland-type horses, you yep. know. Um, just to sort of maintain that market. New South Wales going pretty good. Yep. Western Australia, I think, is going all right, but that's too far away. Um, Victoria has got its issues, yep. but it's still hanging in there. Um, we definitely need something desperately at the moment, which I think everybody in the industry is more than aware of. Um, probably in a, a bad time, whereas, you know, like government help that might help bail us out and do things. I mean, the government's in more shit than they were to be ducked too. So, yeah, uh, and that's the reality, isn't that's it? That's the reality, you yeah. know. So there's not, a, you know, there's not a real backup there. Um, I met the uh, uh, Matthew Isaacs um, a few months back, not long after he was appointed. Very impressed with him. I think that he's um, is, is switched on, you know. Um, I think his expertise is uh, in that marketing sort of side of things and I think that if ever we've got a chance to get a fair deal with the TAB or the corporates or something like that, he's probably going to be the man to deliver it. Because I think if you go back, and you, you know as well as I do, we go back 15 years ago, whatever it was when that first um, deal done with TAB, we've had our pants pulled down. Yep. You know, absolutely. And, and then that has slowly but surely cost us you know, as we're going down the line, because wagering's not getting stronger, you know, it's yeah. it's getting weaker, and our percentage is, is going down with it. And 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 that that is the ongoing worry, I suppose, mm. for for a lot of the people in the industry. Can you see ways like ways that we change it, like the ways? Maybe not. I don't want to ask you from harness racing point of mm. view, but like you know, Ben Stud far Farms and and what you guys do, you're, you're not sitting back. You're not sitting on your laurels. So, no, no, so I, what continues to drive you guys? Well, positive? I think that um, you know, I think that if ever there was a sort of a, uh, and I don't really know these guys, but if there was sort of, um, although I've met a couple of them, um, you know, something that's encouraging is like probably the Summit Racing guys. You know, is the fact that they've got their syndication going. They've more than willing to get out and buy a horse that they like. Yep. They formulate this syndication. And I think that if Harness Racing Victorians get... if We, we need syndicators. We need the syndications going. We need big, strong syndicators. I don't know how we get them, to how yeah. it operates, but that's what we really need, you know. Um, because um, if the bloke's going to go out there and he's going to buy a $100,000 horse, not too many people are going to do that. But he might be part of 10 that'll go on. Yeah, put ten grand in put each. Put ten grand in each, and yeah. you get them in the horse. They have just as much fun. You have a look at the guys and uh, four big men, thoroughbreds, right? you know. But even the, the thoroughbred guys, they got two and three percent of all, yeah, and they go to the races, and they have a hell of a time. Like one of the biggest thrills that I, I've had was with Tough Tilly. We had a lot of fun with Tough Tilly, and with the EB Foundation. But I think it was the um, the Ben Stud Breeders, uh, Ben Stud Queen of the Pacific race. Yep. And uh, then at Melton, and uh, anyway, we, we come second, we're beaten by um, Ladies in Red, you know, champion cheers. But I had all, there must have been 30 odd guys from the EB Foundation with us. Like, to go there and watch your, your own horses win is a big thrill, but to stand there with 30 odd people that have got the same interest as you have, cheering and it was the greatest buzz of all times. I walked and I out think of from memory that was just after COVID relaxations. Yeah, and, and it was, was yeah. Oh, it had the greatest night ever. 
you know. So we've got to be able to bottle that, don't we? And that's what we've got to do. We've got to get, instead of just standing there watching yours go around going, yay, you know, if you're standing around you and, and you're part of a group, you know. We've started to do a little bit, like a couple of mayors that we or Philly, should I say, that, you know, we like, you know. Um, but we, we've sort of got to keep because we might have lost the mayor or it might be the first Philly, Philly out of it. Um, we've sort of sold a few of them on the racing rights so that the horse comes back to us at the Breeding. at the end of what's going to breed. Um, but they might be buying, well, one recently we sold one, the racing rights for 40 grand. It was probably $100,000 plus yes. filly. Yep. So they're a syndicate of uh, uh, five or six blokes. Well, they were thrilled to get into it, you know, yeah. and, they'd, and they'd done a couple of deals with us in the past. I think maybe that might be the way to go for us. That's a unique way of thinking about it. These are some of the things I'm trying to get people, because that could be another way for other studs, one, to keep the fillies that they want Mm. as well, but then be able to put those horses out there and still be able to race them and and enjoy those, those, the thrill both ways. So, you know, because our our really role is always to try and um, improve the bloodline all the time, you know, and if like a tough telly, you're like, you know, the first foals say it's a filly out of Tough Tilly, you don't want to sell it. No. You know, because if Tough Tilly unfortunately has a mishap, unfortunately has a yep. mishap they're out of the out of the family. So um when you sort of accumulate and, and you know, we, we race a few, but I'm not that keen to race a lot of lot of horses. I'd prefer you know, that's why I think I like the sales concept. But yep. also like this idea that well we want that filly back, let's sell the racing rights. Yeah. You know? So anyway, see so yeah, how that goes. It's a good idea, and I think it's a great way of, um, I suppose, thinking about the industry yeah. and thinking about how we can make it go forward um, in a different way. Yeah, well, I think, you know, we've sort of spoken to a couple of trainers that uh, half been mentioned, or Craig's sort of spoken to, are pretty keen about that idea, and, you know, and you'd sort of say, well, look, come down and have a look, there's, there's three or four of them. Yeah. Take your pick. Yeah. You know? These are horses that wouldn't go through the yearling sales, anyone saying, oh, this Well, you probably, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a two-way thing. If they don't go through the yield sales, well, you've got to race them all. Yeah. You don't want to race them all, you know. Because so it's a way, way of... A way of middle. getting them back. Yep. And getting something for them. Yeah. You know, so... Anyway. Um, I won't hold you for long, because I, 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 I will say, I do appreciate this, and um, you're here talking on behalf of Venstad, but you are definitely not the front man. I mean, Craig, no, Trace, no, no, Mark, no. Uh, Beck, they, and then the grandkids, mm. it's the future of Venstad. Yep. What is the future for Ben Sutter? Are you going to wind back or is it going to continue to go the way it is at the minute? I think we'll continue to go that because at the moment um, uh, the kids have got my passion. Yep. So it'll only wind back when their passion goes, not mine. Yep. You know, because um, the way we've structured it all now, it's all about them. You know, it's not, not about me. So th- the passion for the game is still the same as well, yeah. not just Ben Sutter? Absol- oh, absolutely. I yeah. love the industry. And I think that... You know, there's been a lot of mistakes made down the, the track and I don't know whether they can rectify them. I mean, you know, I, when they brought in the, the NR, the National Rating Rule, I mean, if you talk to trainers, well, I don't know, but because but if you talk to trainers, they'll all tell you that things are tough because of the National Rating Scheme. You know, I, I assume the National Rating Scheme was brought in to cut out the, the odds on favourites and all that sort of thing. Now... I would look at it and say, well, you know, if, if our financial plight is what it is, obviously that's not working. So do they abolish then the national rating system and say, well, hang on, that hasn't worked. We've tried that. didn't work. Yep. Do we go back? I mean, I know they're now talking about the NR50 for the two-year-olds. I think that's 
I mean, we lost um, two syndicators as such, not being um, Tom Hogan and um, Tim Butt. Wouldn't uh, Tim? Yep. Bunning. Bunning. Yep. Wouldn't buy horses because they reckon that with the uh, with the, uh, the NR50. Yep. So. That Is takes, that the way we should be going? That takes away 300,000, 400,000 out of a sales ring every time. Yeah, and we don't need to be doing that. You know, no. We need to be encouraging. You know, I mean, I mean, I look at things you know, like when, when, they, when they bought in the, um, uh, the limited books, um, and I can understand why they did that. I mean, that was obviously to give the, the other ones a, a, a fair go to get them going. Because if we don't really establish one of our own stallions, you know, where are we going? You know, we're, we're going nowhere. Yep. So, uh, no, I can fully understand that. But of course, what it did the following year, it just pushed all the prices up by, you know, like, you know, uh, Sweet Lou, six grand to 11 grand. You know, everything just went bang, 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 bang. And then we got the stallion tax, and that was supposed to be for the benefit of uh, the big race and, and obviously to enhance, um, uh, you know, yearling sales, you know. Now, that, that might still be, that could still well happen, you know, and hopefully it does. Um, but I was amazed that, uh, and Andrew come out at that time and said there won't be an increase in relation to the selling attacks because the stallion owners will absorb it. Well, I was embarrassed for him because I'm thinking, you don't really believe that, do you? Mm. And, of course, it never happened. You know what happened? They yep. literally just passed on. Now, all right, that's a, it's a vision for something that's, that's, that's coming. It could well prove to be a great success, but it has been at the expense of the, the breeders. But I think that... Um, one of the encouraging things that come out of it, I mean, is when they're trying to sell this uh, concept, you know, the work that likes of Danny Zaff has put yeah. into creating a syndicate and so forth going forward. The Summit Racing Boys, what they're doing, you know, I mean, they're yeah. going over and above. Yep. Now, that could well be, I mean, I don't know, I've never heard of the bloke they're talking about. Yep. I, I certainly don't want to fight him by the sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's it could bring a huge interest. Who says? Who yeah. says not? So, yeah, you know... It, um, Nothing venture, nothing gain. I'm yeah. a firm believer of that. But yeah. I think at the same time, if we realise that, hang on, we've overstepped the mark, maybe we should step back. Yeah, so you're not sitting on the fence. No. You're actually pointing out both sides of, yeah. of the argument. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, really, we, we don't want to get down to the stage and sort of say, right, oh, well, uh, you know, we'll say, right, oh, the, the breeders have paid that and all the increases have gone on, so less people are breeding. And I think you'll find that when they do the... Uh, uh, freeze branding and microchipping this year that there will be a significant drop in numbers now we put the cart before the horse or you know do we by doing something great there is it going to bite us on the ass over here and I don't, only time will tell on that and short term yeah. pain for mm. long term gain or, yeah, or, or is it going to continue to be short a lot yeah, of pain yeah and so. really we, we can't afford to be getting down the track and have less numbers of, of no. horses I mean because you know um Breeding numbers have declined over the years, relentlessly, every year, you know. Um, what's a way we could stop that, apart oh, from the obvious of prize money and... Well, I mean, that's it. I mean, I mean, everyone will tell you prize money's the answer, but, I mean, that's money, and you've got to find that money, you know, somewhere along the line. We've, we've actually got to find ways to create money. Yep. You know, instead of... You're not going to keep solving things by keep taking things away. I mean, in, and obviously and some things are going to have to be taken away, but... Yep. Um, if if they're a financial burden, but at the same time, you know, we've got to try and create money. Got to try and what what can we do? You know, and I think it's um, well, the ball's all in Matthew's court, really. Um, he's got the uh, the job ahead of him with this new 
uh, TAB and Watchcom yeah. uh, deal. Um, and if he can pull that off, well, that would be a little bit of, you know, a saving. But I think you know, one of the other bigger problems for one of the reading reason, I don't know if it's right, that our, our, um, our standing in the thoroughbreds, dogs and Watchcom, our percentage is dropping. Mm. We don't need that to drop any more than where it is. I mean... No. And we are a great sport. And I, oh, it's a magic sport. I, I have a lot of people turn around and saying, oh, the thoroughbreds do this or the greyhounds do that. At the end of the day, it is a racing code. Yep. That is what it is. And we are part of that. We've just got to be able to bring ourselves yeah. back up that little bit, which oh, is... Exactly. And I mean, no one really makes a fortune out of uh, harness racing. And it, it's purely the passion that everyone's got. Yeah. You know? um, I think it's good for your health. It's, I mean, there's a lot of young blokes these days coming through the training and the driving ranks. Well, that's good. Yep. You know, like it was not as though we were running around sort of saying, well, we haven't got the participants to take the sports to the next level. If you go to the yearling sales, a lot of younger, well, let's say younger blokes, you know, 30, 40, 50, getting around, oh, they're all younger than me. Yep. Uh, younger than me, too, don't worry. 30 or 40, or oh, 50 years of age, like Craig and so forth, and, and Mark and that, um, taking horses to the to the sales. I mean, that's where the future is. And, and every, every one of those, I mean, we sit around sort of after a sale and everyone has a few beers and everything else like that, you know, and you look around the room and, and, you, and you think, you know, the industry's in a good place because these people are as passionate as, you know, the rest of us. It is a unique thing, and I'll and I, and I mention my brother Grant quite regularly because yeah. he came to Sydney this year mm. uh, for the first time with me. He's helped me out a few times, but always gone home, if yeah. you like, after the sales. But with Sydney, because we're staying there, and, I mean, after Sydney, and, and, you know, Sydney, unfortunately, didn't go the way for a lot of people. Yeah. But the fun and the enjoyment yeah. afterwards, that's, these are the things we're going to be able to, I suppose, highlight for people. Like yeah, exactly. After the sale, even though the sale wasn't great for a lot of people, yeah. people were still sitting around talking, drinking. I think I went to bed about midnight, and there was still plenty going on after midnight. Yeah, no, it's filled with, And, you know, like... In, in that Sydney sale, like, you know, the bus was there and everyone went out in the Miracle Mile. Oh. I mean, uh, and then back again. And do we undersell yeah. the fun that we can have? I think so. I think yeah. we really do. You know, um, you know, I think uh, we've got to get the fun police out yep. and uh, bring the fun people in. Uh, absolutely. Anyway. Pete, thank you. As I no, said, I know right. you don't like these, but you should do a, a lot more no, of them. No, and, no. Um, I, you know, Nutrient are great supporters of mine, and they, I know yep. you've had a great association with those guys um, that have only been in it. But um, yeah, I do really appreciate it. I won't annoy you again for another 12 months. I'll sit on it for 12 That'd months, and, then, and then, on, then I'll come back. But no, well done. And well done to everything you guys are doing here at Benstart. I think um, a lot of people should come up here and have a look. Um, and come away with some ideas as well um, yeah. is the other part of it. I think no, that's no, a well, exciting thanks, part. And if anyone is, ever wants to come around and have a look, by all means, just give us a yell and come up. Right. Everyone's welcome. Pete, thank you very much, no mate. Worries, I really appreciate thank it. Thank you.